0: Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, It's about 11 a.m. Eastern Time where I'm at just about 10 a.m. Central Time. I'm over here in Candler, North Carolina um, handling a load. that's going to Hannibal, Missouri, just like Hannibal Lecter. So uh, that's due tomorrow morning. I'll be there at some point tonight. I'm in no rush to leave right now. I got a buddy of mine coming out. Uh, he's gonna meet me over here. It's on his way to where he's going. He said it to somewhere in South Carolina, and right now he's out in like Knoxville, Tennessee. So he's gonna end up meeting me over here to grab some food in a little while, and um, and then after that, then I'm gonna leave. So uh, as far as my as far as uh, the stories about my life goes, and and the the time um, the timeline of of events that have occurred uh, for this episode, I'm not gonna talk about any of that. I'm gonna introduce you to what uh, is eventually gonna come. Um, and that, that way you guys are kind of, uh, that way you just have a, a, an idea of what's, you know, moving, you know, what's happening moving forward. So obviously I talked about all of the jobs that I've worked and, you know, some basic struggles and some basic, you know, relationship struggles and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to start at the next, uh, next podcast. I'm going to start uh, going, I'm going to go back as far as I can go. And uh, I'm going to, it's probably about five, six years old. I'm going to go back. And I'm gonna start telling you know what things I remember from you know all the way from when I was growing up to you know stories that had occurred and um you know eventually make my way to where I'm at today and you know by the time I get to that point, you know maybe things have changed for me um, you know maybe I'm still doing the same thing I don't know how quickly these podcasts are going to go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hit everything in three podcasts or if it's going to take 30 podcasts. I have no idea. So we'll end up um, we'll end up just kind of winging it, playing it by ear, and see what happens. So um, that's pretty much all that's to come. So for this episode, because you guys have been awesome, I've had some really good feedback of a lot. There's been a lot of people that have been listening to this that I didn't think were even listening that even cared. And apparently I have actually touched a couple of people's hearts and – Um, You know, it's actually been going really well, a lot better than I thought it was going to. And I'm hoping that it just keeps getting better and better and uh, we can, uh, you know, bring this story around and and make this story known and possibly inspire others to, um, you know, work through all of the difficult times that they ever have in their life and eventually just do what they have to do. You know, that's the whole purpose of this whole thing so all right i'm done rambling about that now you guys are going to have some fun listening to some uh, loss prevention stories that i have catching shoplifters um got about four or five up my sleeve so uh all right let's so uh, let's get started so i'm going to start off with uh, one of my favorite uh apprehensions that i made it was at the uh it was at the security company where i eventually got promoted at the age of 20 and i was over at a store and i'm thinking nothing about it it's just a normal day and i'm watching this guy and he enters um the aisle uh, where, they had, where they had knives all over the shelving units. And um he had a bunch of batteries in, like, the baby seat of his cart. But, you know, people buy batteries. What the hell, you know? So he selects a bunch of knives and he puts them all in the baby seat of his cart, walks over a couple more aisles, and he's right on camera. I mean, I literally just, like, moved the camera down a little bit. And I could just sit back and put my feet up, which is actually kind of what I did. Um, because what he did was he took a knife out of his pocket and he opened up all of the battery packages and all of the knife packages and put everything in his pockets. I'm like, holy crap. So I call the store manager right away. I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, this is what's going on. I'm going to need your backup. And I did that because I was the only guy in the store. You know, most of the time I didn't need any backup. I was confident in what I was doing. I was always willing to defend myself if I have to, which I can get into some stories about that. Um, but this guy's got knives and I, I don't mess around in case I have to, you know, chuck this guy in the throat or something like that. And he ends up dying because he can't breathe. I want to be, I wanted her to be a witness uh, confirming the fact that I was defending my life there. So uh, he, he puts a couple other things in his cart. He ended up purchasing, no big deal. And uh, store manager's outside. I'm outside and the guy ends up leaving. And I approach him, I show him the badge, I introduce myself like, hi, sir, I'm, you know, James with loss prevention, I have to ask you a few questions. He's like, oh, man, all right, you got me. And he kind of threw his hands up, he's like, all right, let's go. And we're walking back, and he was very calm, he was very cool. You know, I told him, you know, just don't make any sudden moves, don't put your hands in your pockets, you know, or else we're going to have a problem. I basically told him that, he's like, man, don't even worry about it, you got me, fair and square, you know, it's all good. So I was like, all right, cool, it's going to be easy. Um, So we're in there. we're in the office and uh, the store manager grabs everything and he rings everything up and ends up being like a hundred dollars worth of stuff so I had to call the police but when I when I was talking to the dispatcher on the phone I'm like look this guy's being extremely respectful I don't want any problems with him you know if we could just take him out of here and then you know do whatever you guys want to do but I would recommend maybe just giving him like the equivalent of a stop sign ticket you know cops used to do that so instead of charging you for shoplifting and making you go to court and schooling and all that good stuff and community service They'll give you a ticket that basically resembles like a stop sign where you just pay a small fine, and that's it. You're done. So the cops come, and he knew they were coming. He already knew right away, and, you know, they, they did have to put him in handcuffs because it was knives, and, you know, they were worried about him, but, you know, they put him in handcuffs, and then they took him away, and then that was it. I didn't even go to court. They told me don't worry about going to court because they were just going to give him a stop sign ticket. So a couple days later, I catch a shoplifter, and some of the same cops arrive to the scene, and um one cop you know takes the gal away it was a woman she takes the gal away out to the car whatever they do But i forget what another cop was doing probably getting a statement from the manager or something i don't remember it doesn't matter the other cop was started talking to me now this was one of them that was involved with that guy that stole the knives and the batteries turns out that guy that stole the knives and the batteries stole the knives and the batteries so he can cut into the batteries and use whatever acid is in there to cook crystal meth and they ended up having him, he confessed to everything. He confessed to having, like, a shop in his basement and all this sort of stuff. And uh, then they caught him, and he ended up, I don't know if he ended up going to prison or what he ended up doing. Um, but I guess just question after question led to him confessing the fact that uh, he was stealing knives and batteries from uh, the store I was working at in order to cook crystal meth. So that makes sense as to why he was so calm and cool, because he didn't want the cops to come, and he didn't want to get arrested. But I guess... Uh, you know maybe an investigator thought that it was kind of weird that this guy's stealing knives and batteries you know well, why why would you be stealing that um i could see batteries or knives not both so um so that was pretty interesting uh, i'll tell a story about uh so the first retail store i was at i was probably let's say i was there for about a little over a year this is probably about seven or eight months um going into working at this location and uh see a female enter this uh enter the aisle high theft area where there's a bunch of boxes of colognes, like cases of cologne. And she uh, has this big old bag. like It's like way too big to be a purse. It's like a tote bag. And um, she puts it in the baby seat of her cart. And she selects like seven or eight boxes of cologne. I didn't recognize any of the colors or any of the name brands or anything like that. But she selects like seven or eight boxes and she puts them all by this big tote bag. So right away I'm like, damn, you know, she's going to go, you know, she's definitely going to go. turns out, you know, she, I'm watching her on the cameras and as she hits over to the baby department, like the infant department where they got the food and the clothing and all that. And for some weird reason, we didn't have good camera coverage over there. So I had to hit the sales floor and I'm watching her on the sales floor and, um, you know, it turns out yeah, she ended up putting all of the cologne in her bag. You know, so whatever it is, what it is. And so I, I stop her outside, and right away she starts crying. And you know, I'm like, man, you know, calm down, it's no big deal. You know, let's just go, let's figure this out, let's go talk about it. Now, cologne at this store cost anywhere from like 15 to like 75 dollars. So I didn't, you know, I had no idea, but I knew the cops were going to be called either way. I shot a text message over to my manager, and uh, he, you know, he eventually got on the phone to call the cops. But her and I are talking. And while we're talking, the manager's over there trying to ring up all the merchandise. Turns out not one item scanned for a price code on our register. Not one. I don't know why. I don't know if they were so outdated. Nobody ever bought them. They just, they left the system. I don't know what happened. So they ended up, my manager ended up making a price of $20 even for each one. That way it was just, you know, it wasn't gonna be a felony. I mean he could have made him fifty dollars a pop and then ended up being a felony, but I told him don't do that. She's a nice woman. You know, I don't like felony cases because it really screws up somebody's record unless they deserve it, which you know, I'll get into a couple different felony cases here in a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we ended up having to call the cops and uh the cops come and immediately as that cop comes in, I mean this guy's huge. He's like six three, like three hundred pounds. I mean he's a monster, this guy. You know, swole as hell, hands like Andre the Giant looking. I mean he's this guy's big. And this woman's a little tiny little thing, you know, it, it was funny. Uh, at the time, it wasn't funny. I really felt bad for this woman. So she, uh, the cop walks into the office, leaves our door open that leads to the, uh, the register outside and, like, the layaway area. And as soon as that cop walks in, the woman crawls under my desk and starts hiding and just starts screaming, My husband, he beat me. He beat me. Don't hurt me. Don't arrest me. You know, this and that. And the cop is screaming at her at the top of his lungs to get her to cooperate. But she ain't cooperating. She ain't having it because she don't want to go to jail. Cop ends up picking her up by one arm. by I should say with one hand under one of her arms, like by her armpit. Lifts her like three or four feet in the air and slams her down on the table, chest and face first, onto the table. And puts her in handcuffs. And that's where I kind of jumped up and I was like, holy crap. And I turn around just to see if anybody's watching. Sure enough. There's like five people behind the register, like five customers behind the register looking into our office, checking out what's going on, basically just watching the show. Um, and all of this took place within like 30 seconds of of the cop walking in. So, I mean, yeah, I could have closed the door. I probably should. I should have in hindsight. But I mean, I was more focused on her hiding and I wanted to make sure that, you know, she didn't have a weapon, you know, because if you think about it with today's day and age, she crawls under the desk. Maybe she's got a a, a gun underneath her underneath her uh, pants or something like that she crawls under the desk and nobody sees if she's pulling a gun out and all of a sudden she gets up bam bam you know two down so i mean that's why i was really focusing in on her and then when i saw her pick him, or when i saw him pick her up and slam her down that's when i knew it was all over <laughs> i knew there was nothing to worry about <clears throat> um said so that was crazy so i'm gonna tell you guys uh i'm not trying to promote shoplifting and if you guys get caught and you and your team gets caught doing this, I swear, if somebody blames it on me, um, I'm going to pull a, a Lim Neeson and uh, I will find you. And I'm not going to say I will kill you, but I will hurt you. So uh, there is there was a technique. A, a regular technique to stealing um tvs at this uh, retail establishment and not just tvs i mean you know big big name things um but that, you know for the most part it was tvs i caught about four or five people stealing tvs and every single time it was the same uh procedure it's like they took a class and it was like the abcs of how to try to steal a tv from this place so here's the thing you need to have four people total you need to have a driver you need to have somebody that's talking on the phone to the driver and being a lookout. I'm sorry, talk, there, there's three people inside the store. So one talking to the driver on the phone, one being a lookout for employees that might be around, and one that pushes the shopping cart. And then the person that's just being a lookout for employees, he's the one that puts there. Or he or she, because there was actually a she one time, she's the one that put the TV from the shelf into the cart. So that's what they do. So they walk in with three of them. Um, they walked towards the electronics department. And the way our store was set up, the electronics department was right by the garden center. And the garden center was on the exact opposite side of the store. I mean, it was a good 500 foot, 600 foot sprint. And I was in pretty good shape back then. So, I mean, I was able to catch up to these guys quick. These days, I would have, I don't know what I would have done. I, I can't run anywhere near as fast as I used to. I'd probably pull something and start crying. And, you know, <clears throat> uh, everybody would forget about the stolen TV because, uh, you know, it would just be a, a laughing factory. So, anyway. Um, guys on the phone talking to the, talking to the driver. It's like, Hey, we're over here in the electronics department. Hey, we're, you know, we're by the garden center. Hey, we're you a know, hundred feet from the door, 20 feet from the door. Okay. Pull up now. And that's what they do. So that's him talking to the driver, the guy pushing the cart. He's just casually pushing the cart, whether it's, whether his arms, like whether it's forearms are on the cart, holding it down and like texting on his phone or, you know, whatever he's doing. He's just acting casual. The other person is the one that's actually the most obvious because that's the one that's like turning his head and you know looking around making sure nobody's following them nobody's watching them that person's always the one that like kind of gives it away so that's the science behind that so i mean they would go through the garden center and um and it was the same thing every time and the car would pull up right away and uh, they would pop the trunk and boom they throw the tv whatever merchandise was in there they throw it in the trunk and drive away. they'd hit the highway and who knows where they're at from there you know we and you know we there's nothing we could do about it except get the license plate hope that it's a legitimate license plate file a police report and do what's called a photo lineup so after the cops catch everybody they interrogate everyone uh one of the investigators comes to the store with a book of pictures of everybody that was involved and it's a lineup so it's the same thing as like you see on tv where you know they put like six people in a photo book and then you got to pick out one of the six that might look the, the same and you got to do that And I did that, I was 100% every single time. Except for one. I remember this, actually. I was not sure at all. It was close between two of them. And uh, and the cop kind of turned shoulder to the camera because we were right at the front register and he was like number two or something like that. Point at number two. He kind of whispered to me and then I pointed at number two and that was it, which is the one I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. It was so close. They were like almost identical twins. It was crazy. Um, So that was the science behind that. So I caught that three, four, five times. I got a buddy of mine who's actually listening in on this, uh, Eric, uh, he's, he's still doing loss prevention. Shout out to Eric. Um, nicknamed Paco, ugly-ass kid. I got a story about him uh, where I will throw out a, an F-bomb. I'm giving the family a forewarning. I will have to say it because the story is not accurate without the F-bomb, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, by F-bomb, I mean the swear word with the letter F in it. So... uh <laughs> So Eric told me a story about a guy he, he was watching and it was only one guy that tried to walk out of the front of the store with the TV. I thought that was, I thought that guy had some balls, man. He just put the TV in the cart and tried to walk right out the front door. And that's something you never see. So, I mean, if you, if you see one person walking around with a TV, obviously you got to watch him. But that guy actually tried to walk out the front door with no assistance. He had no assistant driver. He was just going to walk right out. So I thought that guy was pretty cool. Um, So funny story about Eric. I actually got him into the company. Um, I was an operations manager at. And this is before, I believe this was before I was operations manager. I was the assistant operations manager. And um, told Eric to, you know, we hired him and I was training him on the store. And I told him, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to, you know, I got to do a number two. And he's like, all right, cool, man. And I'm sitting there on my phone. And, you know, I have my shirt on, but, you know, my pants are down. I'm on the toilet. And I look in, and I can hear people in the background washing their hands, using the bathroom, whatever. And I look up, and there's a set of eyes staring at me through the door. I look up, and I scream as loud as I can. Fucking faggot-ass kid, man. And you just hear Eric bust out laughing and it was one of the funniest things in the world and I'll, I'll never forget that we we had a pretty good bond at, uh, from that moment that, that was pretty good we eventually had a falling out that I'll get into later but you know I'm glad to say we're cool that these days we got everything you know we, we straightened our crap out after I left that uh, that security company that I ran um, but yeah that's a funny story about Eric I'll never forget that one uh, so all right back to my uh, catching shoplifter story so Oh man, there's just there's just so many. Um, so there was one time I was uh, it's like the middle of uh, summer, July or August, and a, a guy walks into the store wearing blue jeans, boots, and a big brown winter coat. And I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing with that winter coat? You know? I, and he walks in through the exit. And anytime you see somebody walking through the exit, you gotta watch them. You know, eight out of ten times they end up not stealing, but you know those two other ten times, I mean, they take some pretty good stuff. So he walks in through the exit grabs a shopping cart, and just from his looks, he's looking around, he looks angry, he looks like he's determined, like he's got, he has, a, you know, he has something on his mind, like, you know, and I told my boss right away, and he's sitting right next to me, I'm like, hey, that guy's going to go, and uh, he looks over, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to go. Guy grabs a bottle of um, Tide uh, detergent or some kind of laundry detergent, grabs a few packages of uh, cough drops, and then he walks around the corner over to the Rogaine aisle, and he grabs seven boxes of Rogaine. And then he turns the corner and he walks over to the uh, Gillette razors aisle, grabs like five or six packages of razors. And he puts everything in that, in that winter coat. And as soon as he's in the razor aisle, my boss is already on the floor. He already, he's already outside waiting. You know, he already knew. So, and we have a radio together and we're on the radio. And I'm telling my boss, like, hey, just so you know, he's almost by the exit. He's almost there. Okay, he's walking out now. Okay, he's out. And I'm watching the camera that was on the outside. And um, and the guy just immediately walks past my boss and just runs to his car and runs off and we got his license plate number And that was pretty much it the crazy thing which actually still kind of pisses me off to this day We never got any of our merchandise back and we never got payment for that merchandise So like a month later, we didn't hear anything, you know, we found the police support. We called the cops nothing happened about a month later. We get in this uh, email chain and um, We're in this email chain uh I guess there's you know, some kind of how do I say it? I don't know, like a team, like it's uh our ORC team, that's what it's called, organized Ritual crime team. A team um sends out like Beyond lookouts, B O L sends out the be the lookouts of these people that are stealing. And the headline in the um in whatever the the address bar says Rogans and Razors and right away I'm like, dude, 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 look at this and I hit the picture and sure enough that's our guy. He stole from like five different retail establishments all the same exact things that, that we caught him for. And he ended up he ended up getting caught. He ended up going to jail, but we didn't get any reimbursement for it. We didn't get any we didn't get anything. We didn't even get our stuff back. So I thought that, that was pretty crazy that we didn't get anything back. Um So I do remember I do remember that story. Yeah, that was yeah that, that like i said that still kind of bothers me to this day i took a lot of that stuff personal for some reason i was only making like nine bucks an hour 9.50 an hour at that place and for some reason i was taking a lot of stuff personal so all right let's see i'm at the uh i'm at the 20 minute mark i'm gonna end it off at this last story now this is probably my favorite one so i'm watching uh oh you know what shoot i do i have, I have two more um so i'll leave the best one for last uh it's black friday and um this is at the company where i uh, got promoted to run it so i was uh, about I was 20 years old at this place and like i said it's black friday million people in this store and dan's in the cameras i'm on the sales floor and dan calls me up he says hey you know do you want to switch you know you come in the camera room i'll hit the floor i feel like walking i'm like all right you know sounds good so i go in the camera room and like as soon as i sit down i see this guy enter an aisle where they have what's called a uni bit and uni bits are these fancy drill bits that can, I don't know what they're supposed to drill through. I don't know if they drill through steel or what the hell they do. But they're like 50 or $60 a pop. And they're little freaking, they're little drill bits. And it's really easy to open up the package. And it's really easy to conceal everything. And uh, I see the guy selected. I see him open up the package. I see him uh, close up his hands. And then I see him put it in his pocket. And I call up Dan right away. I'm like, hey, I got one. And as I'm talking to Dan, the guy dumps the packaging. And he's like, uh, where at? And I'm like, I don't know, he's in the Christmas aisle. He's like, Dan's like, well, I'm in the Christmas aisle. And I zoom out the camera. Dan's literally one aisle over from him. You know, there's so many decorations and stuff like that. You know, you can't see or hear anything. There's so many people. There's music going on. You're not going to be able to hear anything. Um, but he, you know, I was like, dude, he's right behind you. He's wearing a you know, blue hoodie, this and that. And, you know, so the bad thing is um, it's Black Friday. We own, You guys know what that means. I mean, the lines are like, you stand in line for like two or three hours. I mean, that's like your day, you know. And so the thing is, he's in—he's he's gonna be in line. Like, he meets up with his wife, she's got a bunch of stuff in the cart, and they're gonna end up being in line together. So, Dan and I are trying to figure out the best strategy. Should we just go up to him now, and make him pay for it, make him give our stuff back, or should we just wait? And I decided, you no, know what the hell with it, Let, let's just wait. You know, once he gets in line, he ain't gonna move. We could put a camera on him, and then we can watch the rest of the store. And sure enough, that's what we did. And it worked out great. All the way until he left the store, uh, Dan and I approach him. We both show a badge. We ask him to come back. Right away, he's giving a hard time. Like, what are you guys doing? I didn't do anything. And, you know, we try to calm him down, tell him, sir, let's just talk about this in the store. So um, we, walk him to the, we walk him to the office. Dan had already got the package. He found the package. He added this pocket. So, you know, Dan had the empty package, and we throw it uh, on the on the guy's, like, um, there's, like, a desk in there where he found the paperwork. So we throw it, like, on the guy's paperwork. Like, hey, where's this at? And the guy says, I don't know. I've never seen that before in my life and uh we're like you know do you mind if we search your stuff and the guy's like sure in fact i'll even empty out my pockets and he empties out his pockets he's mad too i mean he empties out his pockets he empties out his pants pockets he throws off his jacket i mean we can't you know we can't find this thing and it's not on him and dan's looking through all of his bags and we're looking in the shopping cart uh the guy takes off his shoes and dan's like you know what screw this this guy wants to be a jerk we're going to call the cops so dan leaves the office calls the cops cops come in um, it was uh, two cops total. One cop to go look at the cameras uh, with Dan to confirm the video, and everything was on camera. I mean, from the moment he selected it to the moment he walked out the store, he never left the camera. Um, so that was all on camera, all the way to the point where, uh, so like I said, the, the one cop is watching the cameras with Dan. The other cop's in there getting a statement from me. All of, obviously, both of our stories are going to match no matter what um, with this scenario, at least because we were being honest and we knew what happened. So the cops end up doing a pat-down. They don't find this stuff on them. They we don't know what's going on And the cops are ready to leave and I'm I take one last look at this guy's shopping cart before we decide to throw Our hands up because if, if we would have let him leave it would have been a bad stop We could have ended up being fired and if we got fired a lot of my life wouldn't be where it's at right now And a lot of stuff that I've experienced would not have happened uh, so actually a lot of what happened in my life uh, resulted because of this moment right here i take one last look at his shopping cart and there's a coffee mug there on the on the baby seat of his shopping cart and i'm like sir do you mind if i check your shopping uh, or, or if i check your coffee mug and he kind of says like a huh and right away the cop gave me like a like a nod and i take the coffee mug and i shake it and sure enough you hear this loud like metallic clink and I handed a mug over to the cops, the cops open up the mug, and sure enough, there it is, there's the unibit, 50 or $60 unibit, and he got put in jail, and I don't know what ended up happening with him, but he ended up getting caught for that, um, so that was, that was pretty crazy that that ended up resulting, uh, with that, so, alright, let's see, I'm at the 24 minute mark, I'm gonna finish off with, uh, a, a story, I've had to get physical, get physical, physical, I think I just lost, up, lost all my listeners, um, I had to get physical twice doing lost permission Um, One time was no big deal I kind of just bear hugged the guy and like waddled him like a penguin back to the office just because he was trying to run and It was like my first week on the job. I didn't know what to do I thought we were hands-on and it didn't really matter. I didn't get fired didn't even get written up The guy was still he was stealing a whole bunch of stuff So it didn't matter, Um, but this time it, it got pretty bad so I'm watching this guy, and he enters actually, funny enough, it ends up being the same aisle as that uni bit, and he grabs a couple of those, and then he walks over, and there's a there's like these mini saw blades that go on these like little hand saws, excuse me, those end up getting pretty expensive, he grabs a couple of those, immediately starts heading towards the Christmas decorations aisle, and I hit the sales floor, because there are no cameras over there, like underneath the mez. underneath like the, just a section, there's like a, there's just a section where you can't see anything. So i walk over there and sure enough all of the stuff is gone as soon as i walk over there i'm like shit you know where is everything and i kind of get up close to him and he he takes a weird look at me and you know just like hey how you doing you know nothing nothing big small talk and then i look over and i see a couple of the packages in his pocket so i'm like you know what that's good enough for me i'm gonna stop this guy when he leaves the store but now i'm keeping an eye on him and i'm trying my best to hide and uh you know i don't think he ever saw me again all the way until he was up at the register and he was purchasing a welcome mat and he's at the register, and I'm right behind him. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say right behind him. I'm two people behind him. And he turns around and he sees me, and you can see the look on his face like, oh shit. So then I was thinking, man, he's going to dump this stuff. I got to go. I walk away, and I had a bottle of uh, window washing fluid. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to switch it for a different colored one. I had like a blue one. This time I went back and I got the green one. And they were like 50, 50 60 feet from the register, so I wasn't that far. He finished the transaction. And he's walking out the door, and I set the, uh, the bottle down, and I go outside. Oh, and by the way, he's on his cell phone, or at least he's pretending to be on his cell phone. So um, he ends up uh, walking out the store. I'm like, sir, you know, I showed him the badge. I'm like, sir, I'm with Lost Brunch. You need to come with me. He's like, what? And I show him the badge. He's like, okay. And he's on the phone, and he tells the person on the phone, hey, hang on. This guy's trying to talk to me. Puts his phone down, and he tries to run, and he tries to push me out of the way. And he was probably 100 pounds lighter than me. I mean, I wasn't moving so he tries to push me out of the way and he doesn't get he doesn't accomplish what he was trying to do and then he elbows me and kind of like he kind of hits me in the throat but not really like he elbowed me in the ribs and then he kind of like tried to chuck me in the throat and um this this honest to god happened i literally picked him up off the ground probably about two feet off the ground or a foot off the ground and i threw him you know he was only about four or five feet away from the wall but i literally threw him like a like a standing bench press and this is back when I was strong, too. I, I had a lot of strength in me at that point. And I picked him up and I threw him like a standing up bench press. And he just hit the wall like a sack of potatoes. And he hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. And I was like, are you done? Or are we going to have another problem? He's like, no, no, I'm done, I'm done. And I grabbed him by the back of the throat. And I'm you know walking him back to the office. And my hand is like kind of wrapped around his whole throat. He was a skinny guy. And um, that was it. So, we you know, we get to the office. And uh, to end this story... He gives me his driver's license and I could tell it's legit. I knew right away and I go outside to make a copy and this is back. This is one store that they were assholes at. I mean, they did not want to assist with anything. If this guy had a gun, managers would not have cared. They wouldn't even care if I got shot. I mean, I hated this store and when I eventually became a manager, I hated this store even more. So the guy, after he gives me his ID, I walk out of the store like 10 seconds after I walk out. This guy comes sprinting out of the store. And he leaves all of the merchandise on the floor and i'm thinking why the hell is he running and i kind of jog outside to watch where he's going and i'm talking to the cops and i'm i'm on the phone with the cops and i tell them where he's going and i'm telling him that he's running and that um and then i have his driver's license and all of a sudden you're like 10 seconds later you hear this squad car just fly down the road like 100 miles an hour he was going the wrong way and it ended up being the same cop i asked him like when eventually a cop came to the office he's like I was like, man, did you did you see that cop going like 100 miles an hour? He's like, yeah, man, that was me. Why? I'm like, dude, you were going the wrong way. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, all I heard was you know the, the name of the retail store. He just flew down this side street with his lights and his sirens on. <laughs> it was pretty funny. The guy was running the complete opposite way, so whatever dispatch uh, was talking to him, they probably just gave him the wrong info, or the guy didn't care. And it turned out the guy was actually arrested a couple of days prior for. Um, assault and uh assault and battery i believe to his uh to his woman uh they were living together and i guess he beat her or something like that and you know so the cops actually recognized the name right away and they got him and you know they ended up going i ended up having to go to court and testify against him all that good stuff and and that was it so all right well those are a few uh let's wrap that up those are a few pretty good stories i have on loss prevention i've got a ton more and i've got a lot of security stories as well to come i'm going to save those um for when I want to take a break from uh, talking about my life, and when I feel like you guys need a break uh, from just listening about my life, because uh, I want, you know, like I said, this is not just stories about how I got through things, but stories that I've seen and been through. That way, it stays interesting for you guys. So, probably every other podcast episode, or you know, every couple of podcast episodes, I'm going to dedicate the whole episode to funny stories and funny things that I've seen. I don't think I'm going to run out of stories. <laughs> uh, some of my friends can confirm that as well. Oh, and stories when I eventually hit the bar scene, those get pretty good too, believe it or not. Uh, all right, so that's gonna wrap it up. I appreciate you guys uh, for your time. Going a little bit past 30 minutes here. Uh, if anybody has any thoughts, comments on this episode, I'd love to hear them. I'm sure uh, you guys. I hope at least I should say I hope you guys got a good laugh out of some of the stories. So, all right, we'll catch you guys soon. Take care uh, and uh, have a have a happy and safe Halloween. Watch your drinks. Drive. Uh, take Ubers. Don't do anything stupid. It's uh, what day is today? Tuesday or Wednesday? Whatever the hell day it is, it ain't. It ain't no Saturday night. You guys had your party last weekend. Just you know, take it easy today and stay low key. So we're all alright. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you.